not intoxicated could not explain his nudity. You Kansas City. Oh, yeah. Austin, Texas. Podcast hosted by Bruce and Steve. Hola. Okie dokie. How are you, sir? We're doing all right. Hey, guess what? This is episode 45. Uh, Holy crap. We've been doing this for a while. Who knew? The podcast. Now, if we get listeners, that's the next thing. Yeah, there we go. Our cash. We got to monetize. We we I sent you the report last That's time. Right. We have blisters in Angola, not the prison. Um, we may have them there too. I don't know, but can you listen to podcasts in prison? Uh, I don't know. Too bad Johnny Cash isn't around to tell us. <laughs> A podcast. The man in Reno, just to watch him die. <laughs> we come to that. There's so many podcasts now. Um, just stay out of Reno, I guess, is the rule there. That's right. Hey, welcome. Happy uh, happy Herogasm Week. Oh, is it that episode? Yeah. Yeah. It's. I caught up on that one. I'm still behind on the other, but uh, I did catch up on the boys over the last couple of weeks. And I will have to admit, <laughs> it's been thoroughly entertaining. Uh, yeah, uh, Homelander has become, I think, everybody's worst nightmare. Yeah, uh, I keep I told the boys I was like, they've Homelander has gotten scarier if that's even remotely possible. Um, it's well, terrifying. yeah, I've got people who are like, yeah, I, I, I've got people online who are like, oh, he's my favorite character. He's so badass. Like, um, you know. I think any chance you had at maybe feeling sympathy for the guy is gone now. And what you're left with is not, not pretty and not certainly a role model. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the, uh, the line I knew, I knew we had crossed the, the Rubicon when he said, if you take everything away from me, I have nothing left to lose. I went, Oh shit. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, Bobby Joe up there on the bridge. It's going to get ugly. <laughs> <laughs> so I am enjoying that for sure. I'm curious to see how far Netflix let us I'm go with Bobby Herogasm. McGee. I forget whoever it is. Yeah, it's Bobby McGee. No, yeah, it's Billy Joe. Um, I was on the bridge. Was it, was it, I thought it was Bobby. No, Bobby McGee was out on the road uh, thumbing it across America. Billy Joe McAllister. <laughs> Off the Tallahatchie Bridge. There we go. After okay. he had sex with Roscoe P. Coltrane. That was an episode of Dukes. That was a very special <laughs> Dukes of Hat. <laughs> that was the uh, the ill-conceived movie based on the song. Uh, I believe Billy Joe was played by Robbie Benson, and he was fighting his urges in oh, the deep south, man. and ended up uh, hooking up with James Best. There you Roscoe go. <laughs> you know, every now 
Yeah. Every now and again, I'll do a handle it, Roy. Handle it, handle it from Carter Country. Carter Country. <laughs> yes. Nicely done. Wow. Yeah, because somebody at work would be like, what are you going to do? I was like, oh, handle it, Roy. Handle it, handle it. <laughs> like, what does that mean? I was like, wow, you guys grew up without TVs. Is that how this works? <laughs> <laughs> or did you grow up in the days after cable shattered the big three? And okay, the, the, there is a, like an essay or an interview with Conan O'Brien, mm-hmm. or I think it's Conan, who talks about how his his generation the baby boomers basically grew up with this commonality of pop culture right because they only had the three channels yeah and, and maybe pbs and maybe that local channel that played bozo the clown or something yeah and so everybody had a very and i think it was conan but talks about how they all had a very very common set of pop culture references yeah. And, I th- and I think it's in relation to Saturday Night Live and how is they were coming out and making fun of, you know, uh, the president of NBC and the cocaine and Scarface. Right. You know, that they had that that sort of that that there was that commonality. And so everybody got the jokes. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it was it was, a, it was a language everybody understood for sure. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, when I hand, handle it, handle it. I'm expecting the crowd to uh, holiday TV sitcoms that he wasn't just a detective on Matlock for two seasons. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That might be our first (laughs) Matlock reference. We have dropped in the first few minutes of the show. We have dropped Ode to Billy Joe, Carter Country, and Matlock. That's a hat trick, I think. Uh huh. And then he was sure replaced what, by that black kid who went on to, yeah, went on to Texas Ranger with Chuck Norris. Right. That's right. <laughs> it's just this, so far. This is just pop culture meandering tonight. Uh, this is fun. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> Well, it's like, okay, so uh, I'm on the Star Trek message boards and somebody's like, what are the Klingons going to look like when they show up on Strange New Worlds? And I said, well, maybe it'll be a throwback to TOS where they hire a vaguely Asian slash foreign looking guy (laughs) and do him up in brown face. (laughs) Wow, that aged well. (laughs) How'd that go over on the uh, the message board? (laughs) About as well as I think it did. Uh, you know, I think some of these kids are just a little too woke to realize just how racist some of the Star Trek could be incredibly progressive, but in its portrayal of the bad guys, they were vaguely Asian foods in brown face. That makes me a little bit ill. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Oh. Uh. Oh, okay. I've been down like a sports rabbit hole the last week. I read a book um, called Football for a Buck about the USFL. (laughs) Because, you know, it's back in some weird mutant iteration. I think the NFL and Fox own it now, which is just funny. But it was an interesting read about how what the idea behind it was and how it got mutated by Donald J. Trump. 
one one disastrous individual. Yes, yes essentially everything was, he touches dies. <laughs> it was kind of the same playbook we are seeing unfold nationally. I think the USFL was a test run. It wasn't really about like expanding the league or moving them to the fall. His ultimate play was to like have the NFL buy them out so he could have a team in New York because the NFL wouldn't give him a team. They wouldn't let him buy the Colts. <laughs> they wouldn't let yeah, him. Yeah, it's. I thought it was Buffalo. Oh, uh, man. It, you locked up. Did I? Am I back? Can you hear me now? Well, your your video's back. Your, the audio's back. The video's gone. Yeah. Oh, well, let's just keep talking then. No, I can, can hear talk. you. Okay, well, then we'll talk. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. There oh, we is, go. This is going swimmingly. Okay, then. So, yeah. There you go. You're, you're, well. All right. Should we restart? I don't know. So we're going to restart with uh, I'll buy that for a dollar or whatever the book was. <laughs> yeah. Well, are you back? Or can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, right, I can well, see we'll you just keep going. We'll just keep going. That's fine. Because I'm not sure how much I've got in me tonight. I'm still recovering from whatever I've got. My throat is sore. So we're going to go as long as I can talk. Um, it may be a 40 minute podcast tonight. <laughs> So, yeah, so so essentially the NFL wouldn't let him bring a team into New York and they wouldn't let him buy the Colts when they wanted to move to Indianapolis. So he was one of the original. Okay. Uh, he was in the original group that was going to start the USFL. And then he got casino heavy in Atlantic City and he bowed out at the, like the owners meeting via teleconference. Didn't even show up to say he wasn't going to play. And then the next season they sold him the generals who ironically or perhaps not um was that was the team herschel walker played for no he yeah he um or did he just go out there and throw a shit ton of money at herschel to get him they hired they they herschel played for the generals the first season he was like he was the first like legitimate like stud player they were able to woo from the they got him before he, they let him essentially he was the first player that ever came out of college as a junior because the nfl wouldn't let him the usfl didn't have that rule mm-hmm. and herschel wanted to come out and make the money so they let him paid him a butt ton of money then trump bought the team the next year so we had herschel under but he continued to throw money at it and just like you know as you might imagine by washed up names it sounds like the blueprint for the apprentice and then <laughs> And then all the other, <laughs> you know, machinations to try and get himself into the NFL and get a team in New York City. I don't know where they were going to put him, but long story short, he fucked the USFL. Um, anyway, so that was an interesting read. And then yesterday I watched. Well, yeah, he. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah, because he, he was trying to. Uh... He wanted to move the games to the fall so they could compete with it right. directly against the NFL, I thought. Yep, yep. But yes, I also heard that at some point it just became le- uh, uh, maneuvering that he would get a, a nuisance franchise, basically. Yeah, pretty much. He was hoping they would take over the USFL and maybe, like, you know, contract so there were certain markets they might want. Um, some of them actually have since become NFL markets, Tennessee, Arizona. Uh, Tampa. Well, Tampa was there. Mm-hmm. Never mind. But some of the other Jacksonville, some of the other cities that now have franchises 
were, were essentially test marketed by the USFL. Um, some of them were disasters, like <laughs> LA football always is. Yeah, but, um, pretty much. Yeah. So anyway, um, it was it's an interesting read. I mean, I think you dig it because you you're, you kind of dig that historical stuff like I do, and it was fun uh, to see how because i remember i didn't follow it back in the day i remember it being around and new orleans had a team for a year and houston had a team breakers yep uh, they were boston boston then new orleans then portland they were uh in three different cities in the three seasons that the the league operated yeah okay but then where um how did the uh oh that the 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 cajun cannon the a Bobby Bear played kid. for he was the, Michigan. Correct. Correct. And Jim Mora was the coach of, uh, I believe it was the Arizona team. And then he came together uh, in New Orleans after the USFL folded. Jim Mora and Bobby Bear. Yeah. Are you there? Now you're frozen. Great. There we go. We're back. So that's exciting. And it kept recording. And I also was recording on the board. So we didn't lose anything. That's the good news. No, no, but Uh, we'll have that nice little run of dead air. Yeah, I can always cut that out or not. Whatever. So anyway, we ended with me uh, rightly guessing Michigan Panthers for the the Cajun Cannon or whatever they called that kid. Yep, yep. And then uh, I I said uh, Jim Mora, uh, I believe was the coach of Arizona, went on to be the coach of New Orleans with Bobby Hebert. There we go. There yep, we go. Yep, yep. Uh, Red Miller in Denver, the Denver Gold. That is correct. J- uh, Steve Young was the uh, coach, or the, rather, the uh, quarterback of the LA, LA. Uh, Express. Yeah, which so. I think at that one time they they said he had the richest contract ever in professional football. But then when you like read the details, it really wasn't that great. It was yeah. an annuity. Yes. <laughs> I was like, really? It was like a $40 million annuity and then the league folded. I don't know if we ever got any money out of it. I don't um, think he did. I think because, I read somewhere he didn't. Because the guy that owned that franchise uh, came under criminal indictment. And so <laughs> the league was, ended up running the franchise for two of the three years. Uh, and yeah. And Jim Kelly was with the gamblers. And that's where the run and shoot got uh, perfected before they took it to the NFL. Yep. Yeah. It was an interesting read. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I'll put a link to it in the in the show notes. And uh, yeah, worth, worth a read. And uh, then yesterday I was uh, finished up work a little early. And I was sitting on the couch flipping channels while Laura was working. I stumbled on, uh, there's a documentary on Netflix called The Battered Bastards of Baseball. Have you seen that? There we go. Now you're back. <laughs> Battered Bastards of Baseball on Netflix. Have you seen that? No. It is the story of Kurt Russell's father, a former ball player and uh, manager. Or not yeah. a manager, like like the okay, wasn't he like a marketing guy too? And, and he owned or, the uh, he owned they they uh, the major league baseball pulled the AAA team out of Portland, Oregon, and Kurt's dad had played college ball and some minor league ball or independent league ball and uh, loved it and decided he was tired of playing the deputy sheriff on um, 
bonanza and decided he was going to open a franchise or open a team in Portland since there was a no team there. An opening. Yeah, yeah. And so he created this independent league team, independent team that played, played, oh, God damn it, played MLB minor league teams. It was like he had a, like a cattle call to fill this team out and they won. They beat the shit out of like, as they kept saying, the billion dollar babies. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and it's, and Kurt played for him for a while. Uh, he was the DH. Oh, wow. But it was clearly a passion project for Kurt Russell to tell his dad's story because then after like three seasons of them trouncing real real teams, uh-huh. um, the, uh, the major leagues decided they were going to move back into Portland <laughs> and take the ter- over, territory over now that he had, uh, had fixed it. And he sued them uh, <laughs> for... Uh, because apparently there was, they offered him $5,000 for the territory. He said, my number is 206000 and this is like $1,978. Oh. And, and they said no. And so he took him to arbitration and won and got his $206,000 uh, and went back to Hollywood. But nice. it's, a, it, it's pretty cool. I mean, about an hour and a half, and it's, it's fun. Like, watch, it's like 70s baseball. Everybody's got Fu Manchus. That's the theme tonight. Um, yeah. The goose <laughs> gossage, wild, yeah. wild man. And it was all these, like, you know, and they're drinking beer in the dugout and smoking in the mound. It's just like, yeah, that <laughs> that probably was fun to see. Uh-huh. So, beer league. <laughs> very much so except they they ended up being pretty good and they and they signed the uh the pitcher who who wrote the uh expose uh ball four um he had been pretty much been blackballed from uh from baseball after he you know told all the dirty stories about the yankees in the late 60s oh and he was still could still pitch so russell hired him and they showed a clip of him on the tonight show going oh wait hold on and like carson's talking him off and he goes hold on can I have a couple of more seconds? Because I need to. Th- I need to mention all the guys on the team because they promised me if I didn't, my the defense behind me was going to get a lot worse. And he pulls <laughs> this thing out of his leisure suit, starts ripping off all the names of the players on the team. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing. Okay then, uh, I I did finally watch a multitude of madness since it released on hey! Disney Plus last night. You watched it since last night? Yes. I started it last night and was convinced that I'd started in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. You I didn't. I, I stopped it actually like two or three times. It was like, no, no, that's really, wow. Well done, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about that for a yeah. while now. What, what would you think? I liked it. I actually thought that was uh, highly entertaining. Uh, had some very Sam Raimi moments. Oh yeah, the um, whole third act looked like it was straight out of the Evil Dead. Yes, when uh, when they said, "Well, you have to have a body, or you have to have a body in that dimension," and he's like, "Well, they never said it had to be alive." Yeah, and when the camera that was like, amazing from the uh, from the cre- creature's point of view, the shaky cam. Yes, I was like, "Oh, look, it's deadites." Okay. Yes, yes, that was so that was a lot of fun. Uh, the Illuminati for being the most powerful. Um, I, I keep thinking all Reed had to do is keep his mouth shut and Black Bolt wipes her out. <laughs> True. Just one sound will wipe you out from what mouth? Boom. It blows the back of his head out. <laughs> I was I remember sitting there going, 
I think I said out loud in the theater, oh shit. <laughs> and then she unravels Mr. Fantastic. It's like, yeah. yeah, that really was the best you guys could do. Okay. Yeah, Note to self, Illuminati, in, not that powerful. Yeah. Not the smartest guys in all of creation. <laughs> I just do like, uh, yeah. Oh no, the perimeter has been breached. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> like his take on dr strange because he is uh, yeah the yeah where you know uh iron man is kind of you know showy whatever i think uh strange is just sort of yeah i am to steal a line from wolverine i am the best at what i do okay And I don't have a feeling. I don't. I don't feel the need to say things like that. I just do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm better than you, and I know it. It's really. I know I do enjoy Cumberbatch's uh, Strange a lot. Um, I'm glad they didn't play him so sanctimonious uh, as they could have. Yeah, they could have, and they very well could have played it that way with him and as the lead in that in that role. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm glad they let it go uh, the other way because it does make the character more interesting. Gives him a makes him a little more relatable i think yeah exactly so no i did like that um no i enjoyed it a a great deal and like you say it was it was you know when you bring in a new creative team on a book and it's the good change yeah not the oh we're gonna give the inker a shot (laughs) i'm just so happy to play in the sandbox he's got a great rogues gallery we're just gonna mix up the status quo no fuck you're not that actually saying that is the status quo. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I mean, that really was what I, that was the feeling I had after watching that movie. It was like, oh, this was a creative team change. If this were a series, this would be a great first arc. Yeah, you would have that big jumping on point where you don't have to know any of what came before. Yeah, that was the great thing about the way they set it up with them running through the multiverse. I'm like, that's the first splash page of a comic book. I mean, it's yeah, it's a, the grabber. Yeah, and and for me, I I, I did. I'm sitting there going, ah, oh, this started in the middle, <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized, nope, didn't start in the middle. We're just you got to catch up now. Yeah, <laughs> and that actually I think made it more interesting. You kind of now all of a sudden you want to know who America Chavez is, and you know. And why does Doctor Strange have those ridiculous white stripes in his hair? <laughs> yeah, no, I I really enjoyed that movie a lot. I think it is my favorite of the Phase Four movies so far. Whatever one we're in, wherever we are, I don't. I mean, Thor's coming up uh, next month, a couple of weeks from now. And from what I'm seeing, I think you were right about they are deliberately hiding gore. The, the god butcher that oh, he's yeah. going to be a way more um you know yes there'll be a light touch but then you're going to get like you know hit with the heavy 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 it's going to turn dark fast mm-hmm. thank you i i'm standing by that take because i really do think that's the way it's going to go and if it doesn't i'll own that but if it does go that way i'm gonna that's just more i see I'm i just crow. think oh i think bruce might be right about this <laughs> or the God Butcher test better than every villain. You're like, okay, what are they seeing that we have it? <laughs> <You know? laughs> so yeah, looking forward to that uh, quite yeah. a bit. 
I'm looking forward to it more now than I was previously. Oh. And then I finished uh, Obi Wan. I haven't started that yet. I'm still I'm still Boba Fett behind. So do I need to watch Boba Fett before I watch Obi Wan? Because if not, I'll watch Obi Wan. Not at all. Okay, good. Then I'll watch. I, I would almost argue you don't need to watch Boba Fett at all. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the first episode and then got sidetracked with other stuff and never went back. And from what you've said, I figure if I'm bored or sick or sometime, or maybe when I'm flying back and forth to San Diego, I'll watch it. That way I can. Uh, yeah, you have to be in a situation where you can't look away. <laughs> so so stuck on an airplane, cross country is the place to be. I, I think so. Just because the, the narrative, it, it tells sort of of him rescuing himself from the pit. Mm-hmm. And then after he like reclaims his armor. So you're supposed to have like two stories running side by side. The problem is the, the, the story of, of, of his redemption um, is so much better than his current story. <laughs> that, that you're just kind of like, okay, let, uh, he's not a crime lord. Let's go back to him hanging out with the Tuscans. Let's see what that's all about. <laughs> You know, gotcha. oh, he's sleeping in the in the the scuba tank, the scuba tank of healing. So we're gonna get flashbacks. <laughs> Worst D and D prize ever. <laughs> I'm a fifth level druid with a scuba tank of healing. <laughs> so I take all the dead from the field and put them in my glass. What do you mean you smash the tube? It's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> All my druids are dead. Fuck you. This game sucks. <laughs> you go play Space Invaders. Hey, speaking of Space Invaders. Okay. You, we're going to do a real abrupt change here. Uh, the City Connect uniforms for baseball. Okay. Have, for major, have you seen them? Mm-mm. Any of these? Mm-mm. There's like, I think about half the league has done them so far or is about to do them um, but they make a it's nike so you know nike it's like no not every team is the oregon ducks they don't need a uniform for every day of the goddamn week <laughs> right. but <laughs> they're working that <laughs> well that's nike slogan just wear we're it. working <laughs> it just wear it. <laughs> especially if you're a kid we're working it um but they uh so they've done these uniforms, they call them City Connect, where they do like an alternate uni- uniform that's supposed to tie to the city that the team is in. Okay. So like last night, I'm watching, we're at a restaurant, I look up, and I think for a moment that the Detroit Tigers are playing the Savannah Bananas of the, you know, minor leagues, because Boston is wearing these hideous yellow jerseys. What? And pants. Yeah, yellow with Boston written across the front in like a pale blue. If you go online, you can find out what the story, the, the inspiration is. My personal feeling is that eh, we don't care. But <laughs> Spencer would not be amused. Spencer would be livid. He and Hawk would go down to Fenway and, you know, they'd have they, to call the cops. Take and, Cholo and yeah, get Cholo. Yeah. Round up every the whole uh, crew, yeah. the whole crew of badasses and uh, <laughs> storm the league offices, shoot up Nike, whatever they have to do. Um, but anyway, the ones for Astros, you said the space, uh, there's a space city mm-hmm. and it's like a dark blue uniform with space city written in the uh, NASA font. Okay. I don't hate that. Uh, yeah. You, wait till you see it. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> you don't hate it now, but wait till you drive it. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Chicago, the White Sox have jerseys that say Southside that looks very, very FUBU and uh, just reiterates, wow. reinforces my belief that the entire organization belongs in prison. <laughs> Is that why they wear the pinstripes normally? And they do. They are. It, they are a black jersey that's got like that gothic cholo script that says Southside and then white pinstripes. Wow. All right, then. When I say it looks very, very FUBU, <laughs> that is that is not racist. That is a an apparel uh, comment. <laughs> All right, then. I think when I say that, you'll know what I mean. Uh, but yeah, there's a look when we're done for sure. Um, Colorado, the Rockies. Uh, if you've ever seen one of their old license plates, the Green Mountains, uh huh, and Colorado written across, that's what their uniforms look like. Wow. <laughs> okay. Arizona is the Serpientes, which actually is not bad. That's not uh, bad. No, the colors are kind of the the, the tan color. Uh, the Dodgers are just Los Dodgers. Not much you can do with the Dodgers. No, not really. I mean, they are in L.A. You could do something with L.A. I don't know. Yeah, you know, just show them on like the 101, just traffic jam. That's just cars <laughs> all over. Just cars wrapped around the whole uniform. <laughs> oh, you know, the leg. Yeah, exactly. Just tra- they, maybe they look like traffic cones. I don't know. Something more example. <laughs> just orange. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Orange with little pointed dunce cap baseball caps. <laughs> uh, the Cubs, right. their jerseys say Wrigleyville. Um, I'm not putting a lot kinda... of thought into some of these, are they? No, that one is weak. Um, the Brewers are the Brew Crew. Again, they're not putting a whole lot of thought into some of these, are they? No, Miami. They just, uh, yeah. But now the, the the reason I'm bringing the Montana's. Them, yeah, <laughs> the. Uh, the Royals, mm-hmm. they they did one to kind of tie into our old city logo, which was sort of like a fountain looking thing. Okay. So it actually kind of looks like our old city logo where you have like three, you know, parallel lines that kind of trace out KC and an R on the side. It's actually not a bad look. It's the best thing to come out of Kauffman Stadium this season. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> new hats all right everybody <laughs> let's get excited hold on to your wigs and keys we got new bills we got new bills and they are killer so okay we've we've gone off the the the, the geek stuff still i tried no, watching the no uh, we have go ahead you were no, you're right because baseball is our pool <laughs> it is that we're that's one of our topics we always get to it so miss marvel i tried watching it i haven't done that one either i'm just like eh, whatever uh not the market for it, I don't think. I don't um, think, yeah. I don't feel and, bad about not caring if I watch it or not either. I'm like, I, I know it's not for me. Exactly. It's got sort of like little animations that kind of run. So you get that kind of, uh, God, Scott Pilgrim vibe and all those sort of like high school, grade school comedies that they did. Like Fox had one where they broke the fourth wall all the time kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Uh, it, it, it sort of has that kind of a vibe to it. Yeah. Um, with apparently parents that a lot of, of Muslim kids can relate to. 
<laughs> that they're trying to assimilate and yet still bust an ass about these kids not respecting the their their culture or something. Like I said, I fell asleep. I, I may have I, that all wrong. Like a, <laughs> <laughs> it was all a fever dream. Uh, I just don't feel like I'm in the market for that. I've read some of the comics. They've tweaked the character. It's not going to be what I know. And I'm not that guy that cares, but I just don't have that strong a feeling about the character one way or the other. So I just, I'm taking a pass on this one. I just don't, I, at some point I got to take a pass on something. I sat through the Eternals. So I'm taking a pass on this Marvel. I, I think that you're okay with that. So, um, yeah. And we're a month out, less than a month now to Comic-Con. I'm excited. I, Are you? I am excited. I, uh, I, I scored fun day tickets. I was going to uh, ask you if that was happening this year. I wasn't sure if it would be or not. It is, it is happening. Uh, I scored tickets to it. Um, um, so, uh, yeah. So Friday, <laughs> we'll see who's in line. I may have to stand in line part of Friday afternoon to, to, you know, hold a spot. Um, or I can go drinking with you and the boys across the street and just stagger over when it's party time. We can do that. Where's it going to be? Uh, the Manchester Grand Hyatt. Where's that? Uh, it is uh, to the, um, if you walk out of the convention center, it's the big hotel to the left. Oh, okay. All right. So gotcha. you got the Hilton Bay side to the right mm-hmm. and then the Manchester Grand Hyatt to the left. Okay. All right. I know what you're talking about. Okay, cool. <laughs> Well, um, the boys are pretty excited. Connor's more excited than Jack, but Jack is is warming up. It just took him a little while. You know, he's Mr. Cool now, so it's what he's 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 getting there. So I think it'll be fun. And I and I I'm like you know if y'all want to go, just run the gas lamp by yourself. I don't care. You're 19. Just I don't care. Yeah. No. I think I think no. Because I was sitting there going, what 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 kind of stuff can can we do with one day passes? Um, you know, Wednesday night's preview night and there's stuff to do. And mm-hmm. Thursday we'll have the passes. So we'll probably hit the show and just be at the show. All yeah. Day. And Friday it was like, hell, you know, we just strapped on a badge, strap on bad phrasing, but there's all kinds of shit to do around the convention center. And as and, long as they and, haven't pushed the gates out too far. Yeah. And even just walking around gas lamp and, and Petco and that whole area stuff to do yeah that's kind of what i've been telling them i'm like we'll we'll do friday we'll just kind of do whatever you know what we can get into around there see what we can find you know but we don't have to be anywhere any specific time but but plan to be on your feet all day thursday absolutely (laughs) it's going to be a long ass day (laughs) i said yes Plan to go to bed early on Wednesday. Oh, I'm not going to, yeah, you are, because I'm not dragging your ass around on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, no, I've got uh, Parker Lewis can't lose. That was the show I was thinking. Okay. Of. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, starring Melanie Chartoff of Friday's Fame, who was also on the show with Keith Richards and that dude who did the pharmacies to his you know mark blankfield is that his name (laughs) (laughs) and there was uh natty dread the rasta gourmet man do we bake it no 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 do we smoke it yeah 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 yeah. 
I have season one of that show on DVD. I loved that show so much. That was a fun show. They that just was didn't a- give a fuck at all. No, and they were, yeah. So, so yeah. So we have <laughs> about four minutes left on our recording, just for the record. Um, and I think I am going to maybe call but- it a call it a short one. Yeah, my throat is killing me, brother. So let's just talk for another few minutes, and then we'll call it a night. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so, any good stuff on the desk this week? Um, I, I, not really. I'm reading uh, a book of predator fiction that uh, we gave Jack for his birthday a couple of years ago because Jack's a big predator guy. And uh, it's actually, I've read three, it's all short stories. Uh-huh. You'd think it'd be fan fiction y, but the first three I've read have been really good. One was like set in space, one was uh, Stonewall Jackson ran into a predator uh, during the Civil War, and the third one was. Uh, the predators came back for a guy on earth who had uh, taken care of one of their parties in Alaska before. So it was like a revenge story. Oh, okay. That was kind of fun. Well, anyway, that's all I got. I, I've been seeing your pictures. So let's, let's see the, the Funko street gang. Uh, two of them are upstairs. All right. Well, show me what you got. I've got uh, street three PO. I like that one a lot. I uh, I'm playing around with the idea that, that I've been using different Funko lines. And Funko did this thing called vinyl, mm-hmm. where the C-3PO sculpt has a much more conal, okay. conical head. <laughs> and I may try and modify Run's hat to see if I can get it on that head. And if so, I'm going to swap the heads out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh my God, that's cool. And what uh, else you got? Is that the only uh, one you got? No, it's the only one down here. The okay. other two are upstairs. That's okay. I have a Boba Fett, but I'm about to remake him because I found a uh, Tallahassee from Zombieland. Okay. He's wearing like a green textured, like snakeskin jacket. <laughs> so I may redo Bob, Boba Fett with that body okay. and then take the other one and maybe turn it into Mando or something. Nice. Nice. The idea is to try and create little subsets that like, you know, like if I, any 70s kind of body I can find, that's like the bounty hunters. If only we were going somewhere where they're going to be plentiful in the very yeah, there won't future. be there won't be any any pops at uh, yeah no Comic Con no. not at all. There'll be are nothing. you gonna are you gonna do your uh, for our website? Are you gonna do your uh, promo post like you used to do for Gonzo Geek? Uh no, okay. it, because the, the stuff now there's so many people who are doing it mm-hmm. it's just not worth the time and and they apparently don't have work so <laughs> uh, you know like you you go in the morning you kind of check facebook or whatever then you do your work and you come back at lunch and you kind of like oh, i wonder what happened while i was gone and they've posted like 15 gazillion spoilers you're like right. yeah that's what it's like when you don't have a job yeah yeah i <laughs> i used to be that way yeah yeah, so. so did I. You just spent more time doing that kind of stuff. And then it's like, yeah. All right. Well, um, I hate to be a buzzkill today, but uh, I just I've been sick all week and my throat is killing me and my my voice is about to go. So let's call uh, episode forty-five. Hey, Spider-Man. Japanese Spider-Man. Japanese Spider-Man. All right. You, so you, I'm sorry. No. Go ahead. You got to try and find video clips of that shit. It I is will. hilarious. I will. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to be looking for Japanese Spider-Man, and we'll see y'all again in two weeks for our, our official Comic-Con rundown. Until then, I'm still Bruce. 
I'm still Steve. And we'll see you in a couple weeks, kids. Thanks. Bye. Got it in before the lady cut us off. <laughs> uh.